As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. Hey everybody, what's up and welcome in to the Athletic Fantasy Football Podcast. It's a short edition, it's Survivor Time, it's Wednesday. That all lines up for Michael Beller and Derek Van Riper to talk Week 5 Survivor for you. DVR, we're through to Week 5, how you doing? Hanging in there, Survivor has been pretty kind to me thus far. It was a nice, easy win for the bulk of the people in the pentathlon pool last week. I think it was... 10 out of 12 managers went with the Bills, and that game mm-hmm. felt like it was over uh, pretty early in the second quarter. So a much different experience than sweating it out a bit with the Cardinals back in Week 3. Yeah, it's been, I mean, honestly, we, we always feel like we're tempting fate, and eventually we're going to be, but it's been a relatively comfortable uh, survivor season through four weeks. And, you know, week four was the first one where we had you know, a decent chunk of survivor pools go down because uh, if you did decide to fade the Bills, then some of the bigger favorites on the board ultimately did fall down. But the Bills were such a clean and obvious pick that we had huge chunks of survivor pools go to the Bills. So it feels like we have had a pretty easy path up to week five. Let's talk about the popular picks in week five. We've got Cowboys over Giants, Bucks over Dolphins as the top two, and pretty comfortably the top two. Then we're looking at Patriots over Texans, Vikings over Lions, and Ravens over Colts. The first four that I said, Cowboys, Bucks, Patriots, Vikings, they are all being selected in at least 12% of uh, survivor entries on Yahoo. The Ravens I put on here as the fifth, but they're way down at the like more 6% range. So you could really say it's Cowboys, Bucks is the top Patriots, Vikings is the next two, and then Ravens kick off a string of teams that aren't being selected too widely. What are you looking at with that group? I think that Cowboys-Giants game could be a little bit of a trap. Dallas looks like a better version of the Cowboys teams we've seen throughout the last five Mm -hmm. years or so. We'll just say for the Dak Prescott era, they're firing on all cylinders, their defense is improved. I understand why people like them, but... Giants team that isn't a total doormat. Yeah, they've got flaws, but they're getting better on the offensive side. Having a healthy Saquon Barkley you know, changes a lot about that team. So that's one where I'm kind of surprised that Dallas is the runaway favorite, but that might just be a reflection of usage in pools to this point. I think a lot of people use Tampa Bay in one of those first four weeks, so 
that's probably why they're second in popularity as opposed to being first in the board. The Patriots, I mean, we'll talk about some teams that we're a little nervous about. I'll explain that in a little bit. I think the Vikings over the Lions makes plenty of sense. The line's a little bigger in that game than it is in the Dallas game, so I'm with that. Ravens-Colts, I mean, I think everyone wants to pick on the Colts to some degree right now, so I understand where the interest comes from there. But uh, this is not an easy week, if especially if you've used Tampa Bay already. I feel mm-hmm. like we're going to see, I don't know, maybe 20% of entries get bounced again here in Week 5. Yeah, so you are right about uh, the Tampa thing and why they're probably down to number two versus number one. And in fact, in this pool, I have used Tampa already. I used Tampa back in week two. So I have survived to week five by using the Rams, the Bucks, the Broncos, and the Bills. You are here because of the 49ers, Packers, Cardinals, and Bills. So you go and do this having all of these popular teams that we talked about available. I do not have Tampa Bay available. Who do you got for your one true survivor pick in week five? I want the Bucks over the Dolphins. You're getting an extra three points on the line if you look at where things stand with BetMGM right now. And uh, the Massey Peabody model is one that I check out quite a bit. There's a 10-point difference in terms of the quality of the Bucks and Dolphins when you look at those teams on neutral fields against an average opponent. The Bucks are at home in this game, so the way my mind works, I think, hmm, maybe they should be favored more like 13. Like, that's a... Mm-hmm. A pretty big deal. Now, the Dolphins are not horrible. I, I will say that. Jacoby Brissett is more than competent as a backup quarterback, probably better than a handful of starters in this league. And this is a, a defense that maybe, because it's seen enough Tom Brady with Brian Flores coming from New England, maybe they have ways to do some of the things that we saw the Patriots do schematically to Tampa Bay on Sunday night. All that being said, I think the Bucks are probably as frustrated as I am that they didn't win bigger in New England so maybe I'm projecting a little bit of my own frustration (laughs) onto them that they didn't smash in that Sunday night game I think they can bounce back in a big way at home here I I think the the main thing that drew me to the Bucks too aside from the line being a little bit bigger staying away from two divisional matchups I try to avoid those when possible because those teams know each other so well and they can often play games they're a bit tighter than the lines expect Yeah, I mean, I really don't think there's a great argument. There certainly isn't an argument for, like, fading the Bucs. I guess if you were going to make one, it would be based on pot odds. But even in that scenario, DBR, you are hoping that, you know, the Dolphins are a realistic, uh, that they have a realistic chance of beating the Buccaneers. And I'm just not so sure that I see that, minus some really screwy things happening. So, you know, I can't really push back on the Bucs in a way where I think the Dolphins have a chance of pulling an upset. I definitely wouldn't push back there. And I really wouldn't push back in terms of there being some sort of leverage to gain because the only, I mean, the leverage is always there, but you want to take those leverage shots when you really think there's a chance of it happening. And I just don't see a a realistic scenario in which the Dolphins take down the Buccaneers. So in a world where I have the Buccaneers available, I'm right there with you. That is not the world that we are in on the Athletic Fantasy Football Podcast since I used them in week two. So I'm actually going to go to the Ravens over the Colts. I like this spot for the Ravens. And, you know, I I think a lot of what you said for the Cowboys holds true as well. And I have multiple survivor pools, some of which with multiple entries. I will be using some of those on the Cowboys. But this is one true pick as far as this pool goes. And I like this spot for the Ravens. Yeah, I think that they should be looked at as comfortable favorites against the Colts. And they certainly are being looked at as comfortable favorites uh, against the Colts. And I just think that they are, you know, the better team. They are comfortably the better team. They're playing at home here. There's no division worries here. There's no, you know, real extreme familiarity between these two teams. And whenever that's the case, that's always going to favor the better team playing at home. And that's what we've got in the Ravens here. And just, I think that 
the Colts are really going to have trouble keeping up offensively. And you know, I've said a few times uh, in uh, in other areas of this show that I always want to be wary of buying last year's good defense. We've seen that team fall apart the le- the next season in recent years. The 2017 Jaguars, the 2018 to 19 Bears, the 2019 to 2049ers. Like a lot of those teams that are built on defense have trouble bringing that same uh, thing the following season. And we're seeing it a little bit with the Colts so far this season. The offense looked better last week, but still not one to the extent that you really think they're going to keep up with an offense that has the sort of efficiency level in it that the Ravens do. So I think that the Ravens are a way to go here, and they give me a unpopular option. I'm sort of surprised that they're down in that 5 to 6% range. I would think they would be a little bit more popular. There are some teams that I am happy to fade here, and if I can't use the Bucks. I like using the Ravens in this spot. So they are definitely uh, the team that caught my eye in places where I cannot use the Bucks. I know that we're looking at this as one true pick. If you did have to go in a secondary direction, if you didn't have the Bucks, which is the one that you would be looking at? I would take the Vikings over the Lions. I don't think the Vikings have that much uh, upcoming appeal. You look at the head, look ahead uh, the next few weeks. I always like to look at the Mike Clay Eliminator cheat sheet as a good mm-hmm. guide of what the upcoming schedule looks like in terms of win probability. The Vikings are not projected to have a win probability above fifty percent again until Week Eleven. That's an eternity in the NFL season. So (laughs) it's kind of now or never if you want to use them anytime soon. I don't think they're the kind of team that has a lot of long-term appeal. So if you're in a situation like me where you could save Tampa Bay, because there's going to be plenty of spots later where you might want to use them and the rest of the pool won't have them, I think it's a, a reasonable pivot there. The Lions are bad. They're not a a team that comes comes in every week and just looks like total garbage and, and gives up, but they need they need an ugly game. They need Minnesota to fall apart in addition to playing a good game themselves to actually go in and get a win in this spot. So the Vikings would be my pivot. And again, I think there is added value here by holding Tampa Bay longer if you haven't used them already because compared to the Vikings, they have several games in the next few weeks with a win probability well above 50%. Their win probability usually is in that 70 to 80% range, and they're consistently one of the three to five most favored teams available on the board in any given week. Yeah, you know, I think that, um, you know, everything you say makes sense, but the Vikings are that team that I think a lot of people are going to be thinking along those same lines that you're thinking, right? I think their their usage rate this week is going to be a little bit inflated because a lot of people are going to smartly look down the road and say, when am I ever going to use the Vikings again? And really, like, you know, not, without even knowing the Vikings schedule off the top of my head, and I mean literally the rest of the season, like pretty much every team that gets the Lions at home, that's going to be the best time to use that team in Survivor. So I do think that this is probably, if you're just looking at just the Vikings from this point forward, this is probably the best spot to use the Vikings. But I think that's going to lead people to save the Buccaneers, save the Cowboys, save the Ravens for farther down the line and use the Vikings now. And so that's actually why I want to avoid them. It's not because I think that they're going to lose. It's because I think there is a chance of them losing. And I think there's going to be an outsized proportion of people on the Vikings this week for all the reasons that you mentioned. So I'm staying away from the Vikings. I would not necessarily call them a really a pitfall to avoid in the true sense of the way that we mean it. But I just think that you're going to get more people on them in a pool than they deserve to have on them just because of the circumstances. And so that's why they are a team that I am avoiding this week and why I would think about avoiding them or why I would caution people against using them because you might get some really nice leverage if the Lions are able 
to pull off this upset. For me, the secondary play, uh, if I have to go with it, is is the Cowboys. I mean, I know that we can often talk ourselves out of divisional matchups, and the the Giants certainly have or did look better in Week Four and have looked better since Week One, since that really ugly game. But I just think that the Cowboys are you know, deserve to be taken seriously as one of the better teams in the league. Uh, this is a really strong offense. This is a team that is 4-0 against the spread this season. This is a team that is uh, this close to being undefeated with that one loss coming against the Buccaneers. Like, I think we need to take the Cowboys seriously as, if not yet a Super Bowl contender, a good win or two away from being very seriously a Super Bowl contender. And so, even though the Giants have looked better, even though Saquon is back to being 100%, even though this is a divisional matchup with a lot of the same personnel from last year where you figure there is a certain level of familiarity on both sides, I feel pretty good about the Cowboys coming away with a victory in this one. Wouldn't necessarily lay the touchdown, and we'll talk about that on Best on the Board, but I do think that the Cowboys are a pretty safe survivor play this week. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7, U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Do you look at any pitfalls to avoid this week. I, I, you know what? I, I'll scratch what I said a couple minutes ago. I am going to throw the Vikings in there, but do you look at any <laughs> other teams that you would look at as a true pitfall to stay away from? I'm not convinced that the Patriots, especially going on the yes. road, are that yes. much better than the Texans. <laughs> like I, Belichick's amazing, and schematically, yeah, he, they should win any game in which they're playing a rookie quarterback or a head coach is going to get fired or a first-year head coach. I keep saying that over and over and over again, but I trust them a lot more in New England than I do on the road. So do I think the Patriots are actually going to lose? No. But do I want to risk my survivor pool on them? Mm-hmm. No, I, I don't. I, I just <laughs> think it's so much it's so much more favorable right now based on the way the pot is, is lining up to go another direction. So uh, if I'm going to use New England, it's because there's a home matchup I like better later. It might take a little while for that to materialize. I think week seven, they're home against the Jets. That could be a spot where you burned a few of the better teams and you're sitting with a bunch of 65, 70% win probabilities otherwise, and you can talk yourself into the Patriots then. That might be the better situation to use a team like this as opposed to on the road with a rookie quarterback themselves, even though I know that you're basically just picking against the Texans. And I do think there's a pretty Nothing big drop-off. There's a big drop-off with the Texans with Tyrod Taylor under center down to Davis Mills. Like I, I think people mm-hmm. maybe were were overestimating or overestimating how much Mills could come in and possibly replicate some of the things Taylor was doing to begin the season. That offense just looks totally lost right now yeah. with Mills at the helm. Yeah, I'm with you there. I w- I'm not picking the Patriots anywhere. I do think it's probably going to come through for you, but I think that this is another one similar to the Vikings where you're going to get an outsized number of people in pools on them trying to get cute, trying to save the Bucks and the Cowboys, and again, the Ra- I mean, the fact that we're already seeing the Patriots and the Vikings both be at like two times usage on top of the Ravens, 
that's pretty surprising to me. I mean, I think that's given. I don't know what the the thought process is there. I'm going to have to believe it's a let's save the Ravens for later sort of th- thought process. And when else am I going to use the Patriots? When else? When else am I going to use the Vikings? This is a really good spot to use them. I think that's maybe being a little too cute and tempting fate a little bit when you think that, especially as in the Vikings case, like I don't think that this is necessarily a slam dunk sort of game for them. The one thing that you know, I was actually starting to get a little bit excited about, hey, maybe the maybe the Lions pull an upset here. And what what, what uh, actually like, swayed me away from that is that the Lions uh, are in the bottom of the league in both uh, pass pressure rate and yards per attempt allowed. And so I could just see a game where Kirk Cousins, who, you know, never gets the full respect he deserves as a quarterback and always is very comfortable when there's not pressure on him and very accurate. I could see a game where he's just sitting back there, not pressured at all, and is just picking the Lions apart and goes for like, you know, 350 and three with like 10 and a half yards per attempt. And so that's what scares me away from really wanting to say this is ripe for an upset spot. But I do think, again, not to belabor the point that you're going to get more people on the Vikings than the Vikings' skill level deserves having on them. And that's a good spot to take a shot at some leverage. Always a good spot to take a shot on getting a little bit wild if you wanted to do it, if you wanted to get wild, or if you've already burned the Bucks and the Cowboys this season and you're looking uh, farther down the list here, who would you take a look at for Week 5 Survivor? Yeah, I think I like the Raiders at home. At first, I was going to say the Titans over the Jags because Urban Meyer and the Jags are just a total disaster right now. But I actually think you're getting a little more value on the Raiders. You're getting a better team, at least a team that's healthier and looks a a lot better overall. And I say this coming off the Monday Night loss against the Chargers, but the Chargers are really damn good. I, I, I would not take a road loss to the Chargers and say, well, okay, the Raiders aren't who we thought they were. I think this is a Raiders team that can take care of business in this spot. So they're five and a half point favorite against the Bears. Uh, I know your your attention may have been a little bit, you know, redirected this uh, this past football Sunday. <laughs> I don't think the Bears solved all of their problems in one week. So I, I do see a pretty clear gap between the Raiders and Bears. And with the Raiders being at home here, I think they're sneakily a nice way to get away from those popular teams. I mean, even with Justin Fields getting anointed the starter for the rest of the season and no more Andy <laughs> Dalton over his shoulders. <laughs> <laughs> Is Matt Nagy still there? <laughs> I think I think he is. I think, unfortunately, uh, for the Bears, Matt Nagy is still going to be there. But, hey, Bill Lazor is calling the plays, so maybe uh, they're figuring something out in that regard. I think the Raiders are a solid let's get crazy pick. And, again, it's let's get crazy for a reason. It should make you feel a little bit uncomfortable if that's the team that you are going to go with. Um, here's what I've got for us here, DVR. Can you figure out any reason, any reason at all, why the Panthers are three and a half point favorites only at home against the Eagles. Cause I can't, I, I, I mean, I can't for the life of me figure this out. I feel like the Eagles are still getting this like sort of unexplainable amount of credit for putting a hurting on the Falcons, the 0 four Falcons back in week one, because what have they, what have they done since then? A 17, 11 loss to the 49ers where, you know, they, their offense just looked like garbage and like the 49ers aren't really making a huge case for themselves to be this great offensive team that Philadelphia slowed down. And then a drubbing at the hands of the Cowboys and the chiefs and very good teams. Absolutely. No question about it. But I mean, the Eagles were effectively non-competitive in those games, certainly non-competitive against the Cowboys and the chiefs game looks a little bit better. If you just look at the box score, but that was a game that the chiefs had well in hand relatively early in the third quarter. And so 
I look at that, and then I look at what the Panthers have done this season, getting to 3-1, and one, rallying back against that same Cowboys team that put a hurting on the Eagles and making that a one-score game and nearly being able to come back and pull off an upset. Uh, you know, what looks like a pretty impressive win against the Saints, a game that the Panthers completely handled. They took care of business against the Texans. I mean, they've really just sort of checked every box along the way. They've beaten, you know, one average team perhaps in the Saints uh, two teams that they really should beat in the Jets and the Texans and they won those games you know relatively comfortably and then an impressive showing on the road against Dallas in a game that looked like it was getting out of hand and they rallied back and made it a, a real game so yeah I look at this and I see a, a team in Carolina that is just flat out better I really don't think any there's any other way to paint it just flat out better than the Eagles and so that's what I look at as one where if I were trying to stay away from all the popular teams or if I've used the Bucks and the Cowboys and the Ravens, then I look at these Carolina Panthers who also went out and added Stephon Gilmore uh, this week. So uh, maybe getting a little bit of a, uh, a boost in their secondary if he is able to suit up and play this Sunday. Can't see any reason why that wouldn't be the case. So give me the Carolina Panthers as my let's get wild pick. And that's going to wrap things up for this episode of the Athletic Fantasy Football Podcast Survivor Edition. All the way up until October 20th, you can get in the door at The Athletic for 50% off. Just go to theathletic.com slash fantasyfootballpod. You will get your first year subscription for half the price. For Derek Van Riper, I am Michael Beller. The Athletic Fantasy Football Podcast returns on Thursday. Meet Jake Seeley and Brandon Funston talking week five rankings. We'll talk to you then. Have a good day.